I've got another idea of this uh, Kraken octopus with a zombie skull head killing three koi fish because at uni I had three goldfish and they all died and I got another three and they died again and I got another thing that died again and I couldn't figure out why and it was because the fish tank was under the mirror where I used to go and spray links on my armpits so then the, uh, that would go into the tank and poison the fish. So I'm getting that to remember not to spray aftershave near a fish tank. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. You did yeah. it three times with three fish each time. Well, I couldn't figure out what, yeah, because I was like, it was a decent tank. So I was like, I want, I want, because like three is a crowd. That's why I wanted three. <laughs> Talking about NFTs and that's nifty. That's nifty. All the great artists they come to this place to talk about the crypto space and that's nifty. That's nifty. Tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday. Damn, that's nifty. Yeah, there we go. Microphone, cool. There we go. Going? How are you, man? I'm good. It's Sunday. I've like, I'll be honest, I did forget. But... <laughs> I'm glad I, t- I DM'd you. You know, I had to make sure we were still on. No, it's, it's all good. It's, the thing is, like, I just forget stuff like it's in the calendar everything i even wrote it down and then my girlfriend's a photographer and all day she was shooting so i was there like helping out and then we got home at like an hour ago like, all right let's chill and then he was like oh all right all right let's Shit. do this now <laughs> well, we'll let you chill soon man yeah, i can't nah, believe the, the sun's still out there huh yeah it's summer is coming hopefully but yeah. it's scotland so like it's like that now. In ten minutes, it might start raining. So, we just went through that ourselves. The sun just came back out. We had a nice little downpour here in Boston. So, oh, nice. Yeah, man. Uh, you have a lot going on right now. Yeah, it's it's a bit stressful. I need I need a holiday. But like, <laughs> it's the 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 main stress is like the sort of immemorial book and all that stuff. So, and it's like it's also the first book I've ever done. So it's just nonstop. Yep, our bud Mike Slime Sunday did the same thing with the book, and he said yeah. it was he won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing it again with a publisher for actually for sale, but they can handle the real stress of that stuff. But yeah, it's just it's mad. It's even to the down to gloves and like shredded paper for the box. Like I'm getting samples, and I don't like this paper. I don't like how this feels. I'm not. No, it's just, and it's annoying because I'm so anal about stuff. So it's gotta like be perfect, you know. Shredded paper is like I bought ten kilos of shredded paper, <laughs> <laughs> but the right shredded paper. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be the crinkles need to be the right size and distance within it, and all that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> it's just trying to figure all that out. But yeah, it's all good. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Um, you know, just talking a lot with RD about the artifacts project and stuff, and Larry's helping out with the Sevens Genesis stuff. So mad. We're just getting our fingers dirty as well. Yeah, I'm really like the the Roger stuff is epic, and I'm excited. I, I, I think he he hasn't announced publicly. I know what day I'm on, and uh, you actually you on I'm for with, a week from Monday. 
for yeah, like this with, episode. Yeah. I'm the same night with too much lag. I think it's Thursday. Yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah, it's Back pretty too. fun. Yeah, that guy's got mental on it. I didn't expect when he spoke to me over a month ago. He's like, "What if I give you Times Square?" I'm like, "Do what you want. I'm doing this for you." <laughs> and he dropped down like, "You're mental." And Vancouver now too. Yeah, it's it's epic. Well, like, I was when I saw the film with the footage of like the guys on the BMX doing stuff in Times Square. I'm like, well, "We just need Missy Elliott or some rapper in the middle." A proper video clip. Like yeah, the her out in the wide angle lens and then you saw it <laughs> yeah the piece is really nice too i was just taking a look at it and the rotating what, what you're looking at there it's, it's three skulls together right yeah it's, yeah was, it's almost a bit of a play because it's like well there's a lot to it but it's also i think that my tale was i created it after in memoriam and with so many highs, there's loads of lows. And after a big build-up to a drop and all the work that goes in it, you feel a bit deflated, almost like a hangover, a come down. And I'm like, well, what do I do next? Who am I? Like, what is my purpose? So it's almost like various facets of inner turmoil being looked at from the object that is the statue in the middle. How'd you take the task of uh, creating a self-portrait? Was that something that did that stress you out or was it kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I, the, I, I, I knew the brief was a bit of a self portrait, but I didn't, I didn't worry me that it's like, it's going to be me. It was more like what was in my head at the time. Yeah. Sort of thing. And it was like with the majority of what I create is it needs to have a memory or an idea or a hidden meaning. And a lot of the times I don't even share what that meaning is. Like people might just see it and be like, oh, it's that. I'm like, yeah, but I know really what's behind it. And that's the thing with eyes, or you'd have to explain everything because then if you explain it, well, what's the point? Right. Some things need some guidance because you'll have idiots on the internet calling it like a body part and stuff. And you need to explain to them that if you take the time and experience the artwork and take the moment to remember the people in your life, you'll get it. But then some other times you're free to create the artwork and just let people see what they see in it. Uh, Something that I saw in it was um, the skull of the, the statue in the middle. It seemed like in the skull up where the head part was, it looked like the sun shining through the clouds almost as a reflection in the skull. Like it, it just caught my eye. It looked like the sun peeking out from the clouds. Yeah, and it is very, also very subtle in the background. There is painted clouds, almost like a Renaissance painting but it's very very subtle and the other thing as well is the skull has there's no bones to the body as invisibly here it feels like it's almost like a suit of armor it's it's almost like protection from the worries that's why the spine is exposed on the back almost like a back plate of an armor and the skull is almost a bit more like a helmet instead of just ripped out from the skin and it, there's cracks in that armor as well as we yeah, all know everyone is vulnerable yep. and there's also cracks on the 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 body and the skin but i saw i put it in gold because it's almost like through cracks and worries and bad situations in life that's how people shine and develop who they are more hell yeah man 
I love the piece. I love that you guys got the exposure you did in New York and Vancouver. And you know, I'm really excited to see where the project goes with RD. Yeah, heading it. It's really humbling. And it's just mad to see that. Like it's the NFT space is amazing. Well, it's, you see it on Times Square or it's the same <laughs> when you see it in a magazine or a book cover or just anything or like an interview from like Hypebeast or all these opportunities we're all getting now like so many artists it's just incredible to see after years of being shafted and just being like Instagram clickbait and stuff so I think it's well deserved for a lot of us we've a lot of us have put so much work into it and it's also really humbling and honorable to see people like Roger basically give up what they're doing and just invest their life into this i'm like you don't have to do this dude like the way you do it, it's just it's incredible it's a bit worrying for me because i'm like oh i don't want to disappoint i'm like you've got a lot of faith in us but i guess we all have faith in him as well and this is it's amazing that people in their space that it's not a financial gain it's more like they do it because they love the space and the people in it so yeah it's amazing it's a cool community, man. It seems like you have a good fan base as well, collectors. And are you planning on doing anything with Nifty Gateway, like in the future? Um, I think the the space is in a bit of a turmoil recently, and it is a bit. Things are slowing down, and things are changing. Is with me with collections and art pieces, I ha- I need to have something to say, and like, I wouldn't. And that could be a thank you. That could be another. I'm not planning any other big drops on Nifty for the time being. I do want to do some stuff for collectors later down the line, but that won't be as much of a, it's not about the financial side of it. It'll be about the reward side of it. But at the moment, everything is being focused on the In Memoriam collector's book and the NFT that comes with it. And I'm also, I've worked, I've created a few one-of-a-kind pieces on the subject of how all of us now are treated like art gods. Which is, <laughs> it's an interesting, it's very interesting to see how we've gone from like these digital art Instagram kids to now being perceived as like leading artists in the space. And like, this is not just calling me this, I'm not saying I'm a leading artist, but as people's perception that's why I created the two pieces on Super Air, which is like a play on what is a deity and what is royalty and what is something to aspire to is the human connection of people just always idolizing others. But besides that, I think I'm taking the time to just further invest the funds into what I deliver as an artist, whether it's physical stuff, the books, more prints, and NFT stuff in the future. But I think I want to do it when the ideas are there and I'm working nonstop and I don't want to obviously mint all the time for the sake of it. Yeah. I think that's, there's a beauty in success in the NFT space is because you can take the time to create work that really speaks to you and that you're proud of without having to constantly bash it out that we used to do the days of Instagram and stuff. Cause that was the way of getting clients and promotion is like, every single day and it's amazing what people does with every single day but also it's good as a practice but also we're entering real real heavy art spaces now and the amount of effort you can put into one day is not the same as months of an idea and i think that stuff takes time i mean in memoriam has been an idea of mine for like over three years now and i've played around with a piece called blossom 
was it three years ago mm-hmm. and the same quote but it's been developed over years i just didn't have the right space to create that collection before i guess what was the time frame on it when you like all right i can i have this concept and now i can piece it together and and you know distribute it to these collectors was it when you got the set up the nifty drop or was it i guess i think the, the first nifty drop was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> we, we were all the same like remember yeah. the times on twitter when everyone was like what the fuck just happened it's like you expect it you do the drop there's a worry in the stress and the build-up and then you cue the tweets what the fuck just happened and we've all done it and because it's it was unbelievable like what's going on and then I had we had relics of the mortal past, which was a lot of work, and very proud of that collection as well. But I think after that, I just because it was almost I think it came as a joke as well. I was chatting to, um, I, well, I was chatting to all my mates, as in fuck render Alicia, Malavida, Blake, Justin, all them, and they mentioned that uh, on my exterior, I just like this miserable. British gear with a beard and tattoos, <laughs> like miserable metalhead. But then deep down, I'm a gummy bear. And I wanted to sort of put a bit more emotion in the NFT space. And I think I finally felt I had the platform. And I mean, Justin did it as well with such a touching subject with what he went through going back to Australia. And I think with digital art as well, there's a lot of eye candy and there's a lot of stuff that looks really cool. And there's a lot of stuff that sometimes might like substance. So I wanted to give a real tale and meaning behind a, an entire collection of artwork. Some people really saw that and connected and a lot of collectors reached out and talked about loving members of the family and friends that have passed and how this reminded them of them. And that's why I hired a web crew to create a whole website gallery. So people that couldn't afford the collection could still get the meaning of the artwork that was created for and so i think it's amazing to have a growing collection a growing fan base of collectors and their support means everything and like without them wouldn't be able to do what we do now and i think it's the the key thing is how that support transcends just financial gains and what we can create more as artists like because you need money to make money, but also with artwork, you now have the funds and almost the patrons to support you. And now you can invest that in all the artistic dreams that you had and just didn't have the chance to do so before. Like the thought of me in the past making a book, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do that? I can't afford that. I don't speak <laughs> to. And now the, the doors are opening, the contacts are there. And even like, even if shit costs like 20, 30, 40 grand, you can invest it in because you know the rewards and the fan base will love what you're creating. So I think it's, it's amazing what's happening, even in a bear, mar- bear market now, but it's making the moves for the future, not just being like, not just sitting down and doing nothing. Yeah. And I think the savvy collectors out there are looking for that connection because you guys are, are storytellers pretty much, you know, like you tell your stories through your art and the collectors that I hang around with are looking for that context and the story behind it because it brings so much more to it than just the visual aspect and not to diminish any of your visual aspects because your art is stunning. Um, and, and also uh, we've heard a lot from other artists talking about how great your teaser trailers are and like how great your web design and stuff is. So it sounds like you have a nice team around you that are 
showcasing your talents. Well. Yeah, I think it's important as well because I, I can't web design for shit. Uh, my editing is not the best, but I've got experience of art direction from TV adverts. So I know how to tell people how to make a cool trailer. I just can't do it myself because I've got no <laughs> patience. So I think with stuff like that as well is I will just hire friends of mine. So Headless Horse did the whole web experience. Headless Horse is helping design the book as well. I've had my mates, Eric and Lena, do previous trailers of mine and stuff. And I think it helps when you offload some of the stress and you get some, and other people can benefit from it. And it's nice to see collaborations like that in the space. And it allows you to focus on what you do best. Yeah. Yeah. Which is create the artwork. And yeah, but it's, we want to, we want to do everything because our whole lives, that's what we've been doing. We've been artist, producer, director, manager, accountant, everything. And I think it's, it's all right to just get some help. Yep. What was the, uh, cause it seemed like you were like, like not late, but like, how'd you get, how'd you get on super rare? Were you like already in there and just chose to hold some stuff and, and wait for it to do like a specific release or. What was I was, so I was last year I was approached. I think I approached super rare and I did the application and then Ivy Gallery came and convinced me about the NFT space after I said no twice because I was an idiot and I apologize about that. <laughs> and they really helped understand because they came to me from the gallery perspective. And then we, we did the work on Nifty because as well, I didn't have one of ones at the time. I wanted to create collections. But in even now, my two one-of-a-kinds on Super Air are part of a small collection of two artworks. I like that. Well, the thing is, I was I was going with the support of Ivy Gallery because I've got background from dealing with art gallery. So I wasn't as confident as deciding completely by myself where to go. And at the time, I didn't know what the best place to go was. So we went with Nifty and had three successful drops and now I think I thought it was the right time to slow down and just to focus on one of a kind artworks and whether some of them might take a few months to create. And I don't, I'm not rushed to keep producing work now is I can just really take the time, but I really like it's different dynamics is I've seen nifty from the very good days and the slower days and what we're in now. And I feel with every new hype aspect of our society like the bad crowd will come in as well and a lot a lot of people make mistakes and so many things will happen but it's important to remember the importance of the art and i think that's what super rare helps a lot with as well because the curation i love the curation and the the fact that the editorials and there's some amazing artists on there and and this, I love both platforms and I love foundation, but I haven't done anything foundation, but I collect a lot of artwork on foundation. And I think every platform has its advantages and disadvantages. And I think because it's such a young space as well, we're all learning what works where and who does what for who. And I think in, in the beautiful ecosystem, everything will be balanced and every platform will have its space. It seems like we're getting there, but it's also... It's also crazy that like you can go through so many <laughs> ups and downs in what like basically, I mean four months. Yeah, since, <laughs> yeah. since it really blew up. 
Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's cool because uh, and you see like like the barriers being come uh, coming down a little bit, and you know some skeptics creeping their way into the community, but it's in, that's inevitable stuff. I just love I, the fact as well now, like if you want to get into the NFT space, you can get on a platform and sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like there's the like the because when we started, it was mainly nifty and super rare. Yeah. So I get the gatekeeping that it was happening because obviously in a new space, people want to get people that have a fan base and an audience because art is not just about quality and skills. Art is about drama and theater. Cause if that was the case, the most talented and skillful artists will be billionaires now, but they're not. Right. So that's the thing with art is it's what gets people talking. And this is not to discredit any of the artists, but it's, it's natural platforms are trying to make a statement and disrupt the art world will need to get people that have audiences or that provoke or question what is the standard of art in the space. But now I just love the, the tide has shifted and you can literally just, you can enter any of the platforms and create stuff. Like I was a kid eight the other night with the babies, the crazy baby demon angel yeah. thing. I thought it was fucking brilliant. I was like, yeah. came, came from nowhere, went on Rarible, smashed it. Beautiful collection. I thought it was awesome. Bored apes. Addicted. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like, punks are cool. And yes, I'm an idiot. And I'm annoyed at Robbie Trevino because I was looking at a punk a few months ago. Or was it a month ago? I was so like, I I'm going to buy it tomorrow. And they went a bid. And then whoever had it sold it to him for 10 ETH less than what I was going to get it from. Oh. And then the prices just went mental. And then I just... I didn't get one, but I love, I love my apes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sitting on an ape too. It's funny. It's like, when you you see this stuff developing, you're like, oh shit, man. not only do I need one, I fucking want one. I, and I need it because I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figure out. I, I didn't want a me bit until I saw that people got the downloadable file to put them like the moves and stuff with them. And they yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, now I missed that boat. That's the thing is that by, as well as there's so many cool things cap happening so quick. There's like stuff yeah. everywhere. And I think is uh, at the end will be like, you've got the idea, you've got the art, you've got the collectible, a bit of good marketing and stuff goes a long way. And it's, a lot, I feel it's a lot easier for people to get some great success in this space now because we've had the massive boom and then it's becoming a thing like people you can start to talk to people in a pub and it'd be like, oh yeah, NFT. And then everyone says people because yeah, people is a legend and everyone knows people, but they know the majority of people in like normal life known because of the 69 million. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but have you taken the time, idiot, to read the real stuff about it and what the real power behind NFTs are? So then you have to give them a bit of a schooling and they get it, but yeah. At least yeah. people are talking about it. Exactly. And that's like what... I think when we were talking to Justin about it, he was like, for some for some odd reason, they chose fine art to be like the main <laughs> like the main uh, driver Vehicle, of the yeah. yeah of the NFT push, and it makes no fucking sense, but somehow we're here. Yeah, <laughs> Justin, I've, by the way, wants it, one of your books. He, he, I don't think he's finished the collection yet. But yeah, we're we're yeah. Both, this is <laughs> well, technically I haven't set a closing home. date yet. Well, he needs to move. <laughs> awesome yeah. are you targeting a specific date or uh just kind of keeping it uh is we're, we're deep in production so I've, i think i've got a call this week with uh my the book people nifty and stuff just to get a rough timing but i think is i'm hoping it'll be in june 
I think I think that the the unknown of it too is also kind of a cool part because uh, you know hold makes it. people hold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just the 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 processes and techniques I've picked are taking a lot of time because in inside each um, each artwork is not just straight up printed G clay. It's going to be screen printed with gold inks and stuff. So. We've got all that. We've got 3D embossing. We've got glyphs being made. So there's a lot of different paper techniques going into it and certificates and gloves and all that stuff that will come with it. So gloves, I want it. There will only be, yeah, I think there will only be, and this will never be made again. This is yeah. only made for this. Yeah. And you'll have a different book later on for the public. Yeah. I'm working with uh, Thames and Hudson on my first proper proper book yeah let's switch gears a little bit i know that you're covered in tattoos have you ever worked with any tattoo artists on any of your work or have uh, you tattooed anyone before i've never tattooed anyone i've had hundreds of people around the world ta- get my work tattooed on them that's cool. two people have my girlfriend's face because <laughs> we, we did a collaboration with some black veils <laughs> and then that was just photography when I was starting to learn photography. I just posted online, and then people went and got it tattooed, not knowing that's my girlfriend's face. <laughs> so there's that. There's some proper mental ones. Uh the the main one most people get is Necro Mary, is my collaboration with Sick 666 Mick. Um, that piece. They also get a lot of um some of my Apache work, like the triptychs. And um if you, well, there's a lot of people get a lot of them, but the, the most mental one I've seen is Necromary, and it starts from a girl's leg on the bottom, and then it goes all the way around her groin area, and then the horns wrap around the nipples, oh, and the other arm goes behind. There was someone else that did one of my mandala demon skulls there. <laughs> Yeah, they send of, you pictures of these, huh? Well, yeah, it gets blurred out on Instagram, yeah. but it's like you can see the lines. There's a lot of entire back pieces done and stuff. I think it's amazing. There's a lot of them. You see them and you're like, "Ah, it's fucking shit." I'm like, "Why have you done that?" And, but there's a lot of them that are incredible. Yeah, and, I can see that being a spectrum. <laughs> it depends yeah. on the tattoo artist, I would imagine, trying to replicate yeah. your work. And that, that's the thing is when people have asked me. To design tattoos i'm like no my i don't i'm not a tattooist so i don't know what's going to fit on the body well right like, you're welcome to take the artwork get it tattooed on you i don't ask for any payment or anything or from a tattooist or nothing just the credit and i'm all good because it is pretty mad to see people get your work on them yeah but yeah tattoos i've got my latest one i got that what was it that see was that oh that shit like a few weeks ago but that's from we still got all the all that to do. So much shading, man. It's, I heard yeah. that's like one of the most painful parts. Well, that's that's my mate Don Brown. Uh, it's funny because we met on Instagram, and he was following me already. And then I just randomly saw it, and then we met up for the first part of the upper sleeve. And then I looked at his neck tattoo, and it was a rip off of one of my pieces that some tattooist <laughs> did on him. <laughs> And yeah, he's doing everything on this arm. And I've got another idea of this uh, Kraken octopus with a zombie skull head killing three koi fish. Because at uni, 
I had three goldfish and they all died. And I got another three and they died again. And I got another thing that died again. And I couldn't figure out why. And it was because the fish tank was under the mirror where I used to go and spray links on my armpits. So then the, uh, that would go into the tank and poison the fish. So I'm getting that to remember not to spray aftershave near a fish tank. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. You did yeah. it three times with three fish each time. Well, I couldn't figure out what, yeah, because I was like, it was a decent tank. So I was like, I want, I want, because like three is a crowd. That's why I wanted three. <laughs> you so find that, out like koi fish aren't supposed to be in multiples of three or something. You're like, what yeah. the hell's going on here? That's and amazing. I want to get a T Rex eating a cheeseburger or trying to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. But he's wearing a sleeveless denim jacket. And I also want to get, it, it started off. I was like, I get some few tattoos. I've got like my whole legs are covered. And then I got that because my dad had a Volkswagen Beetle. And then nice. I got that. And then he had a tear because he's like, all right. Because my parents are like, all parents are like, I don't get tattoos. I'm like, oh, too late now. <laughs> and then they said, never do your hands. I was like, all right. I want to do my hands now. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to get neck stuff done. But there's time. And I want to get my entire back done. Yeah, the body's a canvas, man. Yeah. Are you going to try to keep your same guy or are you going to showcase a bunch um, of I've got – Dom is my main guy, but I found uh, another artist nearby. Uh, I think she's called Lucy Gray. She's amazing as well. But she's fully booked till like September 2022. Wow. Like, the, the thing is as well is this sort of work takes a lot of time. Like just this piece was two solid days. So and then I got tattoo flu, so I'm in bed like shivering with a fever. Yeah, because your body's like, what the fuck have you done to me? So like, they take a bit of work, and it's like traveling to get it done. So it's like a sort of taking four days off just to get tattooed. Yep. Yeah, I I, I want I gotta say you're one of the like the best Twitter Twitter followers because you just never know when you're gonna just blow someone up. But that's just. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> doing stupid I, shit in your dms yeah, yeah. Just, the, oh, yeah the dm chronicles are so funny man the last one i think it was like can you send me a picture of the skull of my name and you just send the uh oh yeah, yeah. the emoji, <laughs> the emoji. <and> the name. <laughs> so funny, yeah. there's some uh, very fun ones my favorite is still this was like was it two years ago and i think well she was she was proper fucking mental but she came at me with like proper biblical scripture and telling me how Satan is going to take me to and sodomize me and stuff. <laughs> and then I started pushing back by saying, what about Meshuga and what about Maiden? Are they all right to listen to? And then she said, oh, all music is good because music is creation of God. About What about rotting Christ? So then we had this back and forth and then she just kept going more and more mental. Uh, I think but the thing is, I guess I screenshot all these. So I've got like years and years <laughs> worth of these. So at some point, I was going to do Christmas cards or wrapping paper or T-shirts. But I've got <laughs> I like wrapping all. paper. Yeah. That's I've got funny. I think it's, it's <laughs> loads of fun. And then there's always like, with all the, with all the feedback and stuff, is we're almost like we're never created as humans to get so much feedback so much, so quick. Yeah. And it's almost like you always focus on the really negative ones. Like yeah. that one that I talked about, like, called me a fat fuck and not a giga chad. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not fat. <laughs> but, like, it's it's interesting to see because I'm like, I'm fine. And, like, shit like that doesn't get to me. But then 
it's quite like if someone is in a bad state or had a bad day, like the smallest thing can just flip someone off. So like I try to find the funny ones, but when like a proper shit one comes in, I'll just share it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People say mean shit. Yeah. They don't care. Like one of the nicest guys, boss logics gets so much shit because the, the, there's the problem of fame. He's reached levels of fame as well with all the pop up or not pop up like the the fan art and all this stuff that he does that literally like his dms will be like nuclear compared to mine i think mine are tame to what some of the shit he gets and i'm like oh he puts on a brave face and smashes it because the guy is amazing but it's people sometimes forget a bit to be kind like i take the piss and i joke but i never go against someone's looks personal traits but they're like it's just a joke so like if you come at me with like jesus madness I'm gonna be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, you're primed. You're right in the you're right in the market for, for those yeah. your combatants. And the funniest thing is I was born, I was raised Christian Orthodox. So I know what people are on about, but just because I don't choose to practice faith like I was raised to do so, it doesn't mean I'm a Satanist. Right. I actually heard that with the interview you did with RD, where you were talking about that's where the ornateness and the gold trimming and all that stuff comes yeah. from, is your original upbringing. Yeah, my dad's cousin is a is a priest, but he specializes in religious paintings because orthodox paintings can't be done unless you're physically uh, officially trained. Mm. So he goes and paints churches and stuff, and they all have that look, and then the halos and the decorative stuff. So that's where that comes from. We saw that you just got a house, or you put an offering on the house. How'd it go? But I didn't get a house. We, 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 <laughs> wanted, we tried. But it was, that's like major grown up shit. It's in two weeks, I learned that how to go from like putting, posting stuff on Instagram to like putting offers in and getting solicitors and stuff. Because I've got this incredible accountant, but he also sort of babysits me a bit with financials. Cause I'm like, well, I'm very good with finances because I didn't come from wealth. I grew up in like a tiny little um, town in Greece. Started working when I was like 12 in like my uncle's factory and stuff in my dad's coffee shop. So like work has always been like a good ethic of mine, just work my ass off. But my counselor, like, all right, you can invest in this, you can do that, you can do that. And then he did my tax bill for the year so far. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So we got that to sort out. But then we're talking about house stuff. And it's you see the house, and then there's a price. And then because it's Scotland, it says offers over this price. And you're like, oh, that's a cool price. And then you get the home report, which gives all the real details. And the home report is valued at 100 grand above the offer, original offer price. And you're like, all right, you call this a listing, you'll be like, okay, here's my offer. It's already over 10K. And it's like, all right, cool. And she calls you two hours later. And so, like, it went for 160 grand more than what you offered. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> we're working on the same housing market over here. It's tough, man. Yeah. There's just not enough houses, too many people. Yeah, the, the problem is is because the house we want to get, we want to live in it. So it's not like buying a house to flip it. It's, right. it's like a home. But also, because we like traveling around. My girlfriend's a photographer. I can work on a laptop if I have to. And like having mates all over the world, like artists and stuff, like I want to go to Canada, I want to go to LA, I want to go to Australia, all sorts. So like the house would be to live in, but then when we're not here, rent it out as a B&B sort of thing. So yeah. you look at all those sort of layers and what you need in a property. But then the one we saw was on Edinburgh's most Instagram street. 
So I'm like, I'm going to swoop in. I'm going to get a mad deal. I'm going to get an architect and fix it. It's like, nah, dickhead. I've got 200 grand more than you have. I'm going to get it. I'm like, right. <laughs> in cash. Yeah. Lunatics. Yeah. Walk in, walk out. Yeah. At least you showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep trying. I mean, it's yeah. a tough game. What have, uh, what, what were you doing, I guess, before? And what was your, like, uh, I guess what t- what took it to convince you to jump in the NFT space? Was it that figuring out like the, the back end with the crypto stuff or was it more so kind of conceptualizing the ownership? What kind of had you jump in? I think well, before I was, I've always like, I always wanted to do, I always wanted to do the, the real artist thing. As in, I wanted to be in galleries. I wanted all that stuff. Tried it. I was like sort of, shunned upon because i wasn't like a real artist because i was digital and all that stuff mm. um kept doing my thing had prints did a lot of commissions for some amazing clients but the amount of work i put in each year is almost like 80 percent me 20 percent client sometimes even 90 to 10 because the whole reason why i'm here and i've got the career that i have is because i did shit for me so i drew stuff that pleases me um and it's i'm fortunate enough that I, I i just calmed down on the client stuff and i'm still interested in it but i think i've got this freedom now it's almost like it's almost like people are having an office job and then covid happens and they're at home all day like why the fuck would you go back to an office <laughs> yeah. someone's been like spoiled for you like you're now spoiled with you can create art and then get paid for your art without having to listen to anyone's feedback or do changes and stuff and i'm not saying i'm not going to do client stuff again but it will need to really tickle me as an artist to do it and it will have to be respectful because i think the power of the nft space is shown respect especially from the music industry and the commercial and the gaming industry and the film we're now more respected because finally enough they need us more now is stuff that before you were just someone else's bitch. Now you're equal. A client and artist is equal. So am I swearing too much, by the way? Is this like no. sensitive or anything? All right. No. Sorry. No. Say whatever the fuck you want. All right. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> fuck this and fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think that's one of the, the beauties that I just, I was given freedom to create the art that I want to create. And that's it. That's what goes on the market. And my message, I think that's one of the most powerful things. And it's digital. Like I didn't know anything about crypto before. And I think I've learned a lot now and art collecting as well. And I own over a hundred NFTs now from other artists. My collection, I think is I've got a lot on nifty, but I've also got a lot on foundation and other places and I've started buying physical stuff. I've got a piece from Daniel Arsham. I've got some physical stuff from Jam Sutton, who's dropping, I think, is he? I think it's in two days on Nifty. I love his stuff. And oh, was the question? Yeah, how did I go in? When, but the thing is, just the fact that digital art has value, like it always had value, but now people see the value and it's, you can track it and the beauty of ownership in a digital space, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. Have you done album artwork for any metal bands that you like? Uh, I've worked for Aussie, but that wasn't artwork. That was, 
it was part of his uh, a, a cover for a magazine and stuff. I've got it downstairs framed and he signed it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so I've got that and I've worked with Berry Tomorrow, who like a British metalcore band. Um, I've worked with another one. I can't say the name because he went a bit near. Um, who else I work music wise? Uh, yeah, I had the chance of working with Tool, but they they missed the deadline because they came to me a week before download. So nothing was going to happen in a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think with sometimes with bands as well, it's like I work with Apache a lot and he's like EDM, dubstep and classical music mashed up together. Hmm. I think it's, it's all about respect as well is like, I had one big, very big, big metal band. I'm not going to say names out of respect. Mm-hmm. And then it was like when the NFT thing got very big, uh, they came to me. The, the musicians were not part of the call. The record label wasn't part of the call. It was just two managers. Yeah. Um, and I said, "All right, cool. Have you got any music?" And they were like, "No, because we don't. We, we don't want to pay the label." <laughs> and I'm like, "So what are we dropping?" They're like, "Ah, oh, the mascot." So I'm like, "Why would a fan of your band?" <laughs> pay thousands for the mascot the fans of the band for the fucking music <laughs> need music is that a quick call that it end right there no, it was a long call because they couldn't understand why i was saying no like they thought i was being a diva i'm like well at least get your singer on the call yeah, yeah. like how are we going to work on a collaboration together yeah. and then they were like well, what should the cut be i'm not 50 50 like, why is it so alien to understand sort of thing? I get, I know it's different for album covers and stuff. Like, I'm not, I would never expect percentage of sales and stuff because I'm like, your the your music is your music, right? But like an NFT, which is <laughs> so heavily based on visuals, I think it should be respected. So these dudes came at you, these two managers came at you, and, and had the idea of minting a mascot for the band as an NFT. Yeah, put it boiled down to- with no music. <laughs> no music. They didn't want to pay the record label. Yeah, yeah. Let me just put my mascot hat on. I'll get right to it, guys. Yeah, not yeah. to name any names. We've definitely seen drops like that on Nifty Gateway, though, where it's a musician and you're like, well, where's where's the music? Yeah. And the problem, I think the problem for that stems from the record labels. Right. Yeah. Because the record labels don't want to give the rights. But then also a lot of artists do not fall under those records because NFT was not part of what they signed. Yep. But I think ah. you could save the aggro because when they signed the contracts, it would be, I don't think there was a wording for NFT. Right. But then a yeah. lot of them will be owned by the labels and stuff. So they, they can't do it. And I wonder if it was the case as well with uh, Eminem's drop because it was a beat he created, but it wasn't, like it was his image, but yeah. it wasn't... Uh, his music but it's also surprising because his manager was part of the all the correspondence and the pr about it so i think that had the chance of being such an incredible drop for the nft space if it had eminem as like what he's known for his music right in his lyricism and his what he i think that's the problem is a lot of musicians come and they, they don't understand the power of 
what they can do in the space. But then you got people like Blauer killing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think like Tove Lowe and Blake Catherine yesterday they did quite well because it was music and it was actual lyrics and things went to charity as well. And there was additions there for the fans and, and tits. for higher collectors as well. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's easy for a lot of them to just turn up and to be like, all right, here's my name. And I reckon half the time they don't even know they're doing it. It's probably just a record loop, like go do this thing. And then right. Jobs probably more than half the time. I would say we can't even really blame a lot of the artists out there because it is probably a lot of management saying, oh, we can't miss this wave. Let's just get something, yeah, yeah. anything we can get. Yeah, but then that also harms what you put out there because I think p- people that do stuff like that worry a bit that it's just, it's a wave and it's going to disappear. Yeah, yeah. But I feel it's, digital art has been going for so many years and the, like the fact we see so many people like entertainers, creators, TikTokers, YouTubers are the new celebrities. Like who yeah. cares what Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt did last month? I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. Right. But then everyone's talking about Logan Paul and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, we've got this new generation of who we idolize and they're just, they're just started as normal people doing what they love. Some of them are annoying as fuck. Yeah. Some of them are incredibly talented. Some are amazing. And like comedians as well, just make an entire career of just TikToks and stuff. I'm like, well, these people deserve success and financial wealth from what they do and the artwork they do. And like NFT space and social media now and monetization of people's craft. I think it's amazing. So it's just people doing it right. Like Gary V, I think, did it very well. Like, v and Friends? Was it yeah. V? Yeah. Yeah, because that was based, well, that was based off of like the, um, the or, no, no, expos what are they called the um cons like the the conferences yeah, yeah thing, so they're yeah. basically tickets right yeah to yeah but talk, you, you can see the level of like work that went in and then what the benefits are and so many things that come out and then like board apes as well and me bits and all these things it's just it's the people that have the idea and stuff and i just love it like i can just see musicians delivering what blouse dinner with the uh, great benefits but like people could just deliver snippets of albums and then there's like a very limited edition of a track and only the owners of the NFT can have that track. Yeah. I'm not saying to have a whole like Wu-Tang situation where that right. or the album, but like reward the fans that you have and just unlock so much more power for creatives. I think it's a roadmap too for the future for like, you could, like Micah Johnson was talking about, reward people much longer down the line who are... Yeah you know, our token holders in their wallet, maybe they get an access to, you know, some concert, you know, or, yeah. you know, discounted tickets or something like that. And if, if people and like people are f- happy to spend like hundreds of dollars on fucking Farmville on the phone and they get weird about supporting an artist online and buying artwork, then I'm like, well, what's your problem then? You're trying shit. Yeah. Like, that's just, when you people get into perspective, I'm like, well, you pay so much each month for 50 subscriptions of movies and TVs and you never use any of them. Right. It's just absurd. And then people are, like, oh, well, I can serve you as a JPEG. I'm like, all right. And what? You don't fucking own it. <laughs> right. No one wants to buy that JPEG from you yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, but for me, it's not even that. Like when I bid on people's artwork, when I pay like a couple of ETH or a couple of thousand dollars, I'm like, you get that weird fuzzy feeling. I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm spending dollar, but I'm getting something real back. Yeah. 
like what, what are you going to get by right click and saving something i'm like it's not going to tickle anything if you get a semi from it you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> there is a feeling to buy in an nft it's yeah. it's a rush yeah sure. i think that's what people don't get as well is like and then when you see it with big collectors as well is people that spend millions on artwork that's the feeling they get is they know they've support well a lot of them artists go for millions but it's a mix of people supporting artists on the lowest scale of funds and on the big numbers, people knowing I own that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I, I just own this uh, painting that you might have to come to my house to see or see, look at it in a picture uh, with me in it. It's like, you know, now you can trace this back, you know, where, where its origin was. And, you know, you can say like, yeah, I, I own this. I bought this. You can timestamp it, whatever you want. And I think that's uh, one of the most vital things going forward is digital ownership. And then you know, yeah. being able to, transfer that utilization in different ways and i can't remember who said it. i think it was the the guys from nifty uh when they were comparing there was the arguments about people about saying about mona lisa's like well you get to see on the wall well you get to put an nft on the wall yeah yeah so is your value of the piece calculated simply by you looking at it well you can look it on the screen then i can't wait to be able to hang up my stuff on a wall that's my next purchase is going to be a digital frame yeah, like I want to, when we get the house, because it needs to have a studio because we're both creatives, but I want to build, get loads of LED panels. Like, you know, the LED commercial panels that click together and make yeah, bigger yeah. screens. Yeah. I want to build a floor to ceiling display, but like in the wall. So it doesn't right. feel stuck out. So it's part of it. Flush. Then, yeah, and probably get some coder to build me some cool display app. And cycle my NFTs and like put things full screen, tile, enjoy my collection big on the wall. I didn't even think about that. I have a couple pieces that would look good tiled out. That's yeah. something that didn't cross, cross my mind until now. So how long until uh, until you catch your girlfriend in terms of uh, photography skills? Or is that going to be a lifelong uh, I don't think it's very different styles. She does like portraiture and fashion and stuff. I just like taking pictures of crazy landscapes. Like living in the Highlands is mad, and like we've been to Glencoe and the Isles. Next, Iceland's next on the list, and the Faroe mm. Islands, and I think Canada and Alaska are on my list as well. I think is there's the there's the beauty of having no signal. You got no signal at all, nothing. You got your hiking boots. You're carrying a ridiculous kit because I've got like a I've got a hundred no, is it two hundred to seven hundred millimeter lens. For like wildlife photography and then i've got some other shorter lenses but then you're hiking up you've got your tripods and then you get there and then you see like a wild stag and you're like fuck and the stag's <laughs> leaping through and you're going to capture the shot and then you get the shot and that's it's like i feel it's almost like fishing because growing up my dad used to take me fishing all the time and it's almost like because everything is so fast in life now devices are everything is just bang 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 non-stop and then you're like in the middle of nowhere, there's no technology, there's no signal. Yeah, you got your camera, but that's about it. And then you're just waiting, spending hours trying to get the shot. And then you go back to a sort of Airbnb or a lodge that has no internet, and you put the log burner on, bang. I think that that's the beauty of it. It's the complete opposite, and it's just ultimate relaxation for me. It's a lot like fishing in the isolation aspect as well as the, like, I got it, like yeah. with a camera or yeah. with a rod, you know? Or like you go home and you're going through Lightroom and you're like, or you think you've got it. I'm like, shit, blurry. The the best ones are the ones that I thought I had and they're like, they're not good enough. 
and then you get disheartened about it. And then on the way back from your four day trip, suddenly it was, it happened on our last trip. We couldn't find a deer at all. I wanted to get this one stag. We just named the stag Leonard because we just <laughs> saw stags everywhere. Like, I want to shoot Leonard. I don't care yeah. what his name is, but I want to find Leonard again. And then we literally were driving back home and then we just saw like um, female deer everywhere. And then, I just turned around to open my window and then Leonard in the middle of the road in front of us <laughs> and just stood there. And then he sat there for half an hour and I literally got with the lens in its face and just didn't move. And I was just like, this is incredible. So it's all of that, which is amazing. Uh, you were calling for Leonard. Leonard showed. Yep. Yeah. You put Leonard up on the wall without having to put, you know, the antlers and all. <laughs> yeah. I think that is, it's amazing. And uh, it's, it's just, so much fun to see things outside like four walls and technology in your studios as well. I think it's a, it's a beautiful balance. Do you ever snap any and think it's going to be shit? And then when you develop it, it comes out awesome. In the beginning, cause I've only been doing photography since, uh, well, I met, I met her, what was it last year? I think she showed me, she started doing photography on, I started doing it in January. And then I was like, I'm going to buy a camera. It's like, calm your tits. Like, <laughs> don't spend all your money. Like, this is what I do for a living. I'm like, oh, I want everything. So then I bought a wide angle, a 50 millimeter. I got a 60. Tried all that stuff, wicked. But then my problem was noise. There's no noise in my work. I have to put noise in it. So then you're getting photography and everything's like noisy or like blurred. I'm like, ah. So then I went and bought a mirrorless. And then I bought another lens and another lens and it just never stops. And now you find, and then I bought a drone and <laughs> for finding your now and you use one lens on everything, just one lens. And then you forget to get the drone out half the time. Oh my God. You're going to see Bill out there tagging stags, just like trying to keep <laughs> up with them, naming everyone. Yeah. 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 You gave Leonard a name tag. He's actually running out there. People know who he is now. <laughs> <laughs> what other indigenous animals in Scotland have you uh, been able to capture? Uh, on my list, I need to get puffins. Mm. I haven't got any puffins. And I think we're going to some island next. There's like a little island off Glasgow. Because we live in Edinburgh, but it's like an hour and a bit drive off just to find puffins. That's you have a name it. for one yet? Or... <laughs> Say again? You got a name for one yet? or Nah, maybe Lucy. I don't know. <laughs> or Isabel, Luke. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you, you know when you find the puffin, right? The puffin finds you. Yeah, but like it, it's on the on the life list. Is next year? There's this uh, expedition crew. It's like a cruise ship, but it's expedition mode, and it's not like old people on a cruise ship listening to piano and saxophone. It's like hard work. Because it goes, it starts from Scotland, goes to the Faroe Islands, goes to Norway and Iceland, and then gets like up to the Arctic Circle and stuff. And every day you're doing something. So whether it's like sighting polar bears and going to fjords or like wild rafting and all that stuff. So we want to do that and hopefully get some insane footage. But Iceland is a big sort of life goal to either well visit for a long period or trying to get like a sort of holiday home iceland i've only stopped through on the way to europe but i've never been it looks insane the northern lights that's got to be hard to capture yeah. on camera like yeah. the right way wait isn't that where g-monk did the infamonk i don't know i think it was iceland. was he in iceland I wow so, yeah 
You can get Northern Lights from North Scotland here, from like the Isle of Harris and Lewis, but we haven't captured that yet. Yeah. Well, you're on track. You're slowly progressing. If, if the equipment upgrades or any sense, then uh, I need I can't buy any more kit. <laughs> <laughs> Reach your peak, release your budget according to your accountant. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm glad to catch up with you. Um, you know, it's been a long time. We were trying to get you on the pod. Finally, yeah, worked sorry, it out. sorry, I forgot last time. I, no, it was I, on us the second time well, around. It was Mother's yeah. Day or something. Yeah, and if I remember correct, too, I think it was a very public uh, request. I think it was Tyler working straight off of the Twitter account, like, like tweeting at you. Yeah, you, you coming on? Like, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the G-Monk episode where he came on. He was like, Belice. Yeah, Belice. <laughs> yeah. Belice. Uh, I, I, I'm definitely I'm pretty sure I disappointed because I don't look like a Greek god that speaks <laughs> fucking Greek but yeah Belize <laughs> that, that was another DM you got somebody like misspelled the hell out of your name right yeah I get a lot but my favorite thing is when I did the meet the team and I've got Billy Eilish as the intern I've yeah, got yeah. Belend Eilash I've got Billy Belend uh, I've got a few there Oh my god! I get Billie Eilish ones all the time. If you go on Instagram to pictures tagged of me, there's a lot of Billie Eilish there. <laughs> oh, there was one guy on the Nifty Discord. Uh, he was chatting about Eminem, and he was a 14 year old kid, and he thought Billie Eilish was in the Discord. So I said, "Yeah, that's me." And then he actually believed it. And then I started sending links to like him and more. He was like, oh, my God, you draw as well. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, I'm the bad guy. And then people were <laughs> like, it's not him. He's a nice. I know it's definitely him. And I was sending pictures of oh. me as Billy Eilish with a beard on and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was you guys one. will have to do a collab at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't follow me, so I can't help her. <laughs> That's too good. Well, that's the mad the, thing as well. Now. You could just slide, like artists can slide into DMs. You could just chat about stuff and just get shit. Anyway, going. yeah. Who's yeah. just talking about that? How accessible everyone is in the space. Yeah. Like everyone's trying to help each other out and just learn more. Nah, it's awesome. Yeah, we'll let you get back to uh, hanging out though. Enjoy yeah, your guys. Sunday. Oh, no, I really appreciate it. And thanks for the chat. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, you can, everybody can check out the stuff for artifacts coming out really soon you know, scramble and get all your in memoriam pieces before uh, the books come out. And then there's two pieces on super rare, right? Those are still yeah. up for sale. Yeah. The, um, I'm, I've left them there, let them do their thing. And in no rush, I think, and I'm always creating stuff, but when the time is right, something else big will come, but I'm focusing all my energies now on the collector's reward and my other book and prints and statues. Yeah. But, there's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, let us holiday. know when you want to come back on, man. We'll talk about it. Sure thing. We'll do. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks man. again, dude. We'll have some whiskey next time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got wine tonight because it's Sunday. Whiskey is more of a Monday to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. All right, All right dude. Catch you later, you guys. Bye-bye. Damn, that's nifty.